Incoming message detected. Scanning conversation for relevant search parameters. Transmission quality, high. Relevant data located. Podcasting, true myth media history, video games, beer, shenanigans, and movies. Subjects included, Jason Lacey and Lucas Rose, CEO hosts of What the Flux Tapos and Battle of the Beer, Michael McDonald, founder of True Myth Media. Packaging audio. Uploading. Run audio tonal arrangement in 3, 2, 1. Red was uh, I'm a fan. Well, yeah, but that's like fruit punch, basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is cola. You can I mean, have cherry cola with extra with extra sugar and extra caffeine. <laughs> that's why I love it. I'm all about it's the all extra. The, it's all those extras. <laughs> you get so many extras for the same price. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we've got. 12 seconds. Yeah, all right. Oh, it's over already? I mean, we can keep going. This is just going to be the show. Let's face it. So. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Stop. We haven't done that Stop. yet. Open up. Open up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of What the Flux Suppose, number 343. I am Jason Lacey. That guy across from me, you know who it is. It's Lucas Rose. Hello, everybody. I was really hoping you weren't going to, like, pull a fast one on me and say the guest first. And I'm like, no, you got to do that. It's the podcast meta. You got to, like, nobody knows he's here. So we're going to talk like there's nobody else here. (laughs) Oh, but look, it's Michael McDonald. Wait, what are we doing? We have a a guest. (laughs) You know it. That's the the podcast meta. Hopefully everyone can hear me tonight at the start of the show without having a quick chat to tell me. And yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Good friend of the show, Mr. Mike McDonald from True Myth Media. Hey, He's here. Hi, Mike. It's good to be making my uh, video debut. Ooh. Ooh. This is the uh, third third time on the show, I believe. Yeah, I I think that I was on the show a couple times, and then back when Lucas did Netflixation as its oh, own that's right. thing. What is that? Right. Uh, we did that together as well. When we're like, oh, Fluxbos, we're just going to be our own network, and we're going to have all these shows now. And, then- and we're <laughs> just going to produce them ourselves. <laughs> I have a better idea. Let's have babies. Let's do that right now. <laughs> oh, millions of babies. <laughs> uh, I mean, babies killed battle the beer i mean i beat around the bush but let's face it i blame isaac oh Whoa, he was the firstborn i and i, I went mean, downhill i feel like the writing was on the wall uh so to speak in some ways uh but yeah can we, <laughs> once, wait what, can we just blame chad really that's usually that's yeah. usually the reason we yeah i was chad. gonna say this is almost a battle of the beer reunion because yeah. we're all done home and they're like oh chad's, chad's moving out west we're all done now I actually up, wanted to grab some beers and like hand deliver them to you guys so we could do a live battle of the beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but my bank account's not doing well right now, so I couldn't do it. That'd be that'd be awesome. So yeah. for, for for people that don't, may not know, Michael was the, the man the man behind the scenes in Battle of the Beer. He, he he directed us to glory and operated many a camera, many a sound system, many a thing. He had his hands yeah, in everything. Very versatile on the I, I, I would be the sounding board to bounce Lucas's uh, writing off of so that uh, we could, they, it could go through several iterations <laughs> that we laughed at how stupid it was before arriving at something <laughs> that works. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, that happened. There were there no. were lots of uh, changes on set to the script. You would think having a month between shows, we would just have it nailed down before we showed up. But instead, we'd <laughs> well, get there. And, let's face it, there's a month between shows, but we were still writing it an hour before. <laughs> right, as we <laughs> do with like everything. We on it for a month. <laughs> uh, we totally improvised every episode, you guys. I'd hate for anyone to think. Genius. 
that we worked for anything on a month for a month and then brought it to you guys. Yeah. I mean, no, for no, no. a month on anything. The best moments though are like when Lucas broke the glass. Oh god, yeah, apart. I forgot about that. And, and yeah. the wax when you couldn't open the wax seal. I, I mean, did. I watched. Of... I watched that recently because somebody was like, "This this video came up on my uh, YouTube uh, suggestions." It yeah, it was Seth, Seth uh, and he was, and I was like, "Oh god, those are memories." And I knew it was an older one because we looked completely different. So I watched it, and I forgot it's sealed like a like a king's note because it had the wax seal. <laughs> on. I'm just like, still got it, still got it. <laughs> Or you did have it, and uh, I lost it. Uh, yeah, never yeah, had it. That, that ranks up there. I'll take that. Good times. Yeah, those were good days. I that was man. Some of the most fun I've had uh, doing video stuff was working on Battle of the Beer with you guys. Uh, we could actually be in the same room with oh, other people. God, yeah, now we we'd have with. we'd have to yeah. have little holes in our masks so we could drink the beer <laughs> through a straw. Yeah, I don't think I could handle uh, going back into the sweat box again. <laughs> hey, all I know After is all of those beers, the lights got pretty hot. <laughs> that is true. Pretty sweaty down there. It's the most fun I've had drinking beer in someone's basement for four hours. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the best part about it. It was always that was the was the, the camaraderie, but that was the selling point. It's like, well, uh, see, honey, I'm gonna go uh, make a video and not drink beer for six hours. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go day, day drinking for fun yeah and come <laughs> back <laughs> completely wasted <laughs> we're about to hit it big on the youtube circuit i mean let's face it oh, I, still, I still maintain that of the beer shows that are on youtube there are many. production yes. value scripting yes. ours is the best i've watched many of them and none of them are as good i, I think that's what's so upsetting because i know i mean because we know we had it we know yeah yeah uh, right there with you. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, sons of bitches. Yeah. Well, it could, well no. they can't all go 350 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, true. God, we are coming up to 350. Yeah, I know. I'm always impressed by your, your episode count. Like, I, I'm at 105 on my podcast. Nice. And, uh, you know, I'm planning like a 10-episode season. And... Yeah, you guys don't yeah. do seasons, don't you? Just like just every show week that we can do it, we do it. <laughs> At least much. for this show, our other other content pieces that we're hosted do not so not so uh, on the nose, but this yeah, remains our one, one content that I care the most about personally. It's the one where you get to hear the personal side of Lucas and Jason as opposed to the what you're video gaming. Yeah, that's yeah, true. There's, I mean, we've talked about it before. There's plenty of podcasts out there you can hear about people playing video games. And yeah, let's face it, nobody wants to hear us talk about the same shit that we played for Winter Gamer that we've that we've done, you know, over and over. <laughs> I mean, every, I think if, I think everyone in the at least in the circles that we've been a part of, you know, you got to be on the bleeding edge and be an early adopter and be the day oneer and you know want to talk about all the new stuff. And it's like. Eh, it's just not who we are anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I understand the boat you're in. I feel like I've always been that guy. I've never been a person who is chasing trends. And, you know, even like True Myth Media, my podcast is like hardly ever talk about the movies that are actually coming out right now. I was actually laughing because I've uh, with quarantine right back in uh, like last March, uh, yeah. Katie and I got a Nintendo Switch. So that we'd have something to do. Oh yeah, I forgot about and that. And all the and so I started playing like Zelda Breath of the Wild, like for the first time in like two years, three years after it came out. And I'm like, oh man, this would be gold flux to post content. <laughs> <laughs> An old man playing a video game everyone's done with. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what we're known for in our circles, is like, oh, I mean, like when we do our flux to plays, we pick old games. We don't pick new games. We just yeah. play games that came <clears throat> out ten years ago. And as somebody who plays games on their computer. It makes you feel real good because you're like, I can still run games. Just don't play anything that came out two years ago. <laughs> and you'll be fine. But they're yeah. all point and click adventures. <laughs> that, that meme is like, I just bought a RTX 3080. I can run Half-Life at 3,000 frames per second now. Yeah, or, exactly. Know, <laughs> I mean, look at look what I've played since I've put this new rig together. Mostly old stuff. I mean, it's just, just what it is. It's like, this is the way. Let's, 
Yeah, See if I've, I can run uh, Half-Life 2 on max settings now. Yeah, I actually bought Hyrule Warriors within, I think, a week or two of it coming out. Wow. Uh, for the fir- That's like the earliest I've bought a video game in forever because I was just... It coincided with me kind of finishing up with Breath of the Wild. So yeah. I was just like, oh, I'll just keep playing more Zelda. <laughs> and Christmas is here early. There you go. Never want to get more it, Zelda. I want to play that one, but I just don't know when I'm going to make the jump into that have you played a dynasty warriors game before i played my first one was um the original hyrule warriors so I oh, had, okay i played so that on wii u but then i own it for the switch so yeah I, i'm familiar with the mechanics and everything it's just you gotta yeah. i think you gotta be in the right place in the right mood to especially that game like once it like opens up and it's just like here's all these missions you can do look at this map there's icons everywhere yeah <laughs> well i I I played Dynasty Warriors 4, I think, for the PS2, I think that would have been, um, back before I took a 10, 15-year hiatus from gaming. But my brother and I loved that game. So when uh, Hyrule Warriors, the first one, came out, I was like, oh, man, I don't have a Wii, and uh, that sucks. It's the first time I've kind of I mean, been you're not in a bad boat to be in to when you it. say that statement. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, uh, playing Hyrule Warriors has been awesome. It's like a, you know, getting to play Zelda, like the same Zelda characters and everything, but also get to play in that Dynasty Warrior style where you, you know, you just, it's so cool to come over a hill, see fifty bad guys beating up on somebody, and you just walk in, wade into them like they're nothing, and wipe the floor with them. It's so fun feeling like you're, you know, a god on a fantasy battle map. It's great. Are you interested in um, Super Mario 3D World at all? Uh, I, I've been going back and forth on that one. Um, I, I love Mario <laughs> because uh, I had an SNES and Super Mario World. And, you know, that was like one of the few games we had. So I played it to death. But I'm actually not great at Mario games. Uh, so like mario 64 never beaten it mario sunshine uh you know i've played like probably half the maps um and i haven't even opened uh galaxy even though i'm pretty sure that's the one i would like the best um Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is about them they just don't have uh like a staying power with me that other games do for some reason sure but i'm sure i'll end up playing some of it and you know bouncing around it some because my challenge would be that you, myself, and Lucas have to play multiplayer. Oh, God, movie. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> multiplayer. How, multiplayer. So, like, what all... I haven't seen a lot of... I haven't watched a lot of the videos about Super Mario World or Super Mario 3D. But Bowser's Fury, is that the one that's coming out yeah, or something? Yeah, It's like an... So that's it, like the add-on. So it was originally released, it was originally released on the Wii U, and then they, they're pointing to the Switch, and then this gotcha. Bowser Fury's uh, content, I think, is an extra three to six hours of okay something so then there, so. if if with the multiplayer are would we be all on screen together or yeah it's like multiplayer in the old days was you're like, like all right you're... watch my brother play and then i play as luigi <laughs> yeah you, back and forth can, like i've never played it but you can like i mean you can obviously you can you can grieve each other but you can like go through a cooperative well, team, that's but you kind mostly of what we want to do right right it, 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 if I remember, you can kind of like race it's kind of like a race to who can get to the flag first at the end of the level yeah there's not like, so a, much like not so much like uh, super mario maker multiplayer but there's um, that sounds like it be, like I, if it's a race like uh what is that that game speedrunners or uh, yeah uh, you know, something like that would be fun i think guys i think that oh god <laughs> i think there's a couple of different modes where you can just play co- cooperatively with no competitiveness to it at all and then add little modifiers that and, and i don't think you can score. either i think if you like fall off the map you like go into a little bubble what, and then you what if they did a what if they did a mario battle mode like in mario kart but like you got you could get things like the the fire flower and you know run around and shoot at each other with them. <laughs> that would be, awesome. be amazing <laughs> we can't have mario kicking other people's butts he's a good guy <laughs> he Smash literally Brothers. has a kick attack though yeah it's true <laughs> michael this i'm going to give i'm going to pass the floor to you. This is the chance to sell sell everyone who listens to Flexpose that may not know you as a content creator, might just know you as 
token mic that we talk about on the Silver show Mike, once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I do a podcast called True Myth Media. Um, it actually, True Myth Media has been through a long journey. Uh, yes. Originally, Lucas and I uh, were doing uh, like YouTube videos for people, uh, like uh, Pause of the Cause, doing little advertisements. Or, oh my gosh, I um, forgot about that. Little short docs about their customers and stuff, which honestly, some of my favorite projects we we did. But um, yeah, then we went into wedding videography. And eventually, as I kind of figured out what it is I have a passion for, uh, started a podcast just to talk about movies with uh, mostly my friend Seth, uh, who is a co-host for uh, about a year and a half. Uh, now he's parted ways and is doing his own thing. And uh, I've kind of rebranded it and as since the quarantine and COVID and having to do, uh, you know, can't have people over to my basement to, you know, have a conversation, uh, just kind of touch and base with my movie friends, uh, film professors, people I went to film school with or met on film, other film projects and uh, talk about movies with them. Some of them, it's just like, uh, hey, what you've been watching? and catching up because that those are the people that I learn about new movies from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of them are more philosophical. Like I had my friend Chris on the last episode where we talked about um, how the people that we watch movies with affects our enjoyment of them and how we might use that to help us become better film watchers. Uh, so that's like a bit more high minded of a philosophical conversation. And then other times we just both of us watch a movie and then we talk about that movie for an hour. You know, okay. um, it's it's definitely evolved. And today I feel like it's actually closer to flux to pose in some ways than it used to be, because that's what no one has ever set out to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do think it's because in some ways, and this is why we got along so well with battle of the beer. We have similar mentalities towards our projects. We, yeah, we love movies. We love video games. We like podcasting, but what we really love is hanging out and goofing around and talking to our friends. Right. So yeah. like, that's kind of when I changed the um, like the moniker of true myth media to being true myth media, a conversational cinema community. Um, You know, nice. It's yeah. Like all it is, is me talking to people about movies, uh, talking to people that I think are interesting. Um, And those happen to be most of my friends. I think those conversational uh, platforms usually, to me anyway, do better unless it's like some kind of uh, informational thing that I'm trying to learn about, because then it just feels way more natural than like a. I think that's something that we kind of hit on in the hundreds of ep- like once we got to 100 episodes, it's like, OK, we don't really need to maintain this strict regimen of of like, this is what we have on the show document. So we got to go boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom and hit oh, everything. God, those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. I, I mean, it makes you feel like you're in control of something, but when you let that go, then you realize you don't need to control it. You just need to be present in it. And you need to ride the wave, man. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> no, it's always a little weird when I have uh, somebody new on the show because they are always like, so, uh, you know, is there like an outline? What do you want to talk about? And I'm, and I'm always just like, no, nah, just hop on and we'll start talking. And whenever I feel like the conversation started, that's where I'll intro it. <laughs> they're like, you oh, know, great. They're like, one of these right. podcasts. What are we, we going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. We're going to have a conversation. It, like, <laughs> like, conversations don't have agendas all the time. You know, I, mean, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And there's definitely like some shows that will benefit from having that more that curated, like guided you know, experience, but I think yeah. when you can let things just kind of de- develop and flow organically, I think you're going to have more authentic, you know, it's, experience. Because it's of just that. the style that works for me. Um, you know, when I try and script them out, everything, I'm not good enough actor to make that sound real. You know, like if I script it out, it sounds like I'm reading and yeah. who wants to listen to a podcast of me reading? <laughs> Other than maybe my mother. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> do you do audiobooks? <laughs> Tom Servo, you know, he's he's in the audiobook business. He might be able to get you, yeah. you know, a, get you a gig, as it were. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just never that just never worked for me as well. So now I'm kind of trying to lean into it and own it for what it is. And you got to see been, where the journey takes to, you. Uh, an HBO Max focused uh, podcast. Well, it is oh. actually kind of funny that you say that. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it, it's because what we talk about tends to be is what we're watching, right? So if I happen to be on a streak with HBO Max, where I, you know, that's just what is open on my on my TV, so that's what I tend to click on. It does feel a little bit like it becomes the HBO Max show. <laughs> or Netflix or whatever, like. Uh, Although I don't do much Netflix anymore. Netflix is. Yeah, I mean. Speaking of which, Flexdepose is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Go to humblebundle.com. I was going to say, remember we used to talk about Humble Bundle. Yeah. Are you still still subscribed? Are you done? Uh, I am. I found out you can pause your subscription. So I almost canceled and then I decided to pause instead. With the advent of Game Pass and what that gives you on at least PC, I mean. Do you really then, need it? How, yeah, I mean, how? And also, like, I feel bad. Like, you don't really need to buy indies anymore because Game Pass. Almost so many come to Game Pass day and day. I mean, really? Yeah, <sighs> it is like, true. I, I was here. I'd throw you know a shout out to Sean. Like, not that we never do that on the show, but I was listening to. I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week's episode of We the Gamer Cast. He had Chris Johnson from Player One Podcast, and he was talking about how. You know, he doesn't buy indies anymore. He loves supporting indies, but he doesn't buy indies hardly because everything comes to Game Pass. So then he'll play it there. But then if he really likes something, then he'll dip and probably get in on the Switch because he likes playing them with on that that mobile form factor. But then at least, you know, you're throwing support to the developers by actually, you know, purchasing said game. But yeah, yeah. we always gave we always gave Seth a hard time on my show because he um, he still torrents movies. And Mm. uh, wow, like. For those of us in the movie biz, or interesting, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> uh, that's a real no-no. What's and, his? What's like the quick synopsis actually, on I his thought process for that? I'm just curious. Talk to him about it. I don't have as much of a problem with it as I used to because I don't know anyone who buys as many DVDs as him or Blu-rays. Okay. Okay. You know, like that's kind of how he justifies it, and in in a way, I kind of understand. He's he looks at it as I'm trying to educate myself because I'm planning on buying, you know, a hundred Blu-rays this year, and I want to make sure I'm buying the ones that I care about. I want to yeah. make sh- make sure that money is going to people who are really making good movies, and I don't know that till I've seen it. And I don't know. I I kind of get that. Uh, it's not personally the way that I operate, but I have a lot less problem with it than I used to. This is probably, I don't know where I'm, I'm pulling this question from, but I feel like it's like this, like a standalone film. Does that generate, does that still like deliver enough of an experience now? Or do you think that storytelling is more, it's gravitating now towards like episodic content and now something that's spread out over a season based on what can be delivered and just that, that smaller, I hate to use the term form factor of what, you know, a, a typical run length of a, of a movie. Two hour movie is yeah. not a 20 episode season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is something that I've thought a lot about recently, actually, uh, mostly in terms of where movie theaters are going, you know, with yeah. COVID and uh, the shutdown killing actually a lot of theaters so that the only ones left are the big chains and even they're struggling. Who knows what? the future of movie making looks like um it's it's kind of a weird time so i've been thinking about that a lot actually uh because i've i've often i have many times said that i think that eventually going to the movie theater will be more akin to going to a play um in the future you know it's it's not something that most of us do on a regular basis mm. um you do it if you're a patron of the arts. And I think that that obviously it's a more complicated pay model and all of that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But um, I think that that is kind of what the future of movie making is going to be. Um, some, some sort of 
because I, I do see most people moving to watching TV at home. I think as video games and VR experiences get better and better, um, like the storytelling and the immersion that you can get are going to be uh, superior to what you get in a film. Um, as films become more and more computer generated, especially, uh, you know, why, why make Avenger the next Avengers in 10 years, like they do another phase and have another Avengers Endgame? Why wouldn't that be a VR experience? You know, um, I feel like that sort of thing is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And so like the, the movie format, the way that like you or I think of it, Jason and Lucas, we grew up with films. Um, the, there are kids today that are growing up where films are like a Saturday night. I don't know. Like a, they're just not as big a part of their life. <laughs> Sorry, I never heard that sound effect before. That is the sound no, of us getting a flower. Uh, <laughs> we never we never get that <laughs> yeah i thought it was something broke um i know what you mean because like when i when i used to come home from school i would grab a vhs tape and watch ninja turtles or jurassic park or whatever but now you come home and you turn on netflix and you watch the same episode of uh rescue bots or whatever the you yeah. know whatever it is what, what do you think though that that's part of that's now just like the the plethora not just the plethora of content but like the accessibility that content creators have and like just the uprise and the the individual content creator like now so many people just youtube you know and they're just all time and like i don't think like i don't think my wife was ever big onto that platform but now like a lot of the stuff that she watches she's watching certain she's like big on watching this uh this rewatch this this certain the one woman was it was a cast member at the time it's her and her husband as they rewatch the hills and react to episodes and that's been Mm -hmm. like her so it's like stuff like that which i would never think my wife would be a, a person who really use YouTube, but that's like she subscribes to that and watches that every episode they come out. And it's just like, there's so many people that that's their, that's their entertainment. That's what they, yeah, and they, especially Steve they latch onto those personalities or, or even the larger um, media outlets. It's just, it's interesting. I feel like, I feel like like the, that movie, that movie experience is there's definitely certain like type of films that would prefer, that would there's more of an impact that they can be made when they're on that big screen and there's that that uh communal you know yeah. type experience like i i think well, my my enjoyment of the 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 i hate to use star wars as an example but those three films was that experience of going to the movies and watching them with other people that were probably passion as passionate more so than myself about that that story and and all those things whereas just watching it at home would have been like yeah although then you watch the mandalorian at home you're like oh this is this is probably 20 times better but that's there we can, <laughs> there's many reasons why that's could be better and you, you can make a lot of different arguments for that but well i i think another really another big difference uh in and another reason I don't think movies will ever entirely go away. There will always be a market for it. It just may not be the same market as sure. um, like, yeah, there may be a lot of people that have gone from movies to watching more TV. Um, I'm not one of those people. I watch TV and I don't like it. Um, you know, most of it, even like game of Thrones, like I was on the game of Thrones bus a couple of seasons before everybody else. Cause I was like, yeah, these stories are all the same. Like, because and they are they're they're all from the same writer and like that's the thing for me is i'm i'm very focused on the storyteller sure not just the story and if you're interested in storytellers then like someone like a scorsese who only puts out a movie once a year once every couple of years um and you feel like over the years I feel like I've had a conversation with him and Tarantino um, where every couple of years they put out a movie and I see a little bit more of how they see the world. I understand a little bit more about um, what they feel are important issues in the world. Um, You know, but that's a relationship that has to become that you have to come back to recursively over time. Um, 
it doesn't work that 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 relationship doesn't work in a TV show for me. I don't feel connected to whoever it is that's writing the good place or game of thrones or whatever. And I like, I don't feel like I know anything about them. Um, well, a lot of like, the time it's maybe written by the same person, but it may not be, it may be directed by the same person, but oftentimes sure. it's not. Yeah. And it's, they're really counting on you being that the, the reason you come to the show is for the characters. And, um, like, I guess the characters aren't the reason why I watch most media. Uh, Star Wars, it is like, that's why I still kind of like those characters, you know, but those are shows that I watched when I was a kid and I still have an affinity for them because I w- was a kid or Spider-Man. I'll see anything with Spider-Man in it, but you know, uh, again, going back to Scorsese, um, the movie silence, you know, I watch that and it's not like I love those characters and want to see their world expanded. Um, you know, like these or, or like Goodfellas. You know, I don't need to see that world expand. Like, oh, what what happens in the Goodfellas cinematic universe? Yeah, it's just not necessary. And I guess for me, I feel that like not necessariness a lot sooner than a lot of people do. And that's why I don't get into a lot of TV shows. And I think there's something that like there's something to be said about being able to take a narrative and being able to to weave an entire story that has a clear, a defined beginning and an end and it's self-contained in that, that smaller snapshot versus when you're stretching this, you know, it's a lot of times when a, in a series, let's face it, that plot and that story just gets dragged out and gets kind of incoherent as it gets to A or B. And then it's like, really, this could have been done in two seasons, but we had to stretch it out over four, you know, and it's something about right. being able to deliver something that's in that smaller, that smaller experience, I think is, is yeah. something to speak of. And if they're going to do that bullshit to me with my time, <laughs> like, especially when they're hour long episodes, 10 up, even a 10 episode season, you're talking about a story that could have been told in 20 hours that they took 40 hours for. Well, like, <laughs> um, crazy. walking Mike dead, Chad for instance, stop hating on TV. You're hurting hearts. Michael. <laughs> hurting hearts. Hey, I, I do love TV. I just don't love the era we're in of it. Some would say we're in the golden age of television. They do. They do say that. Um, there are definitely shows out there I love. Um, uh, Raised by Wolves. Uh, if that's <laughs> going back to our HBO Max show. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was that's, watch that. Yeah, that's really Scott sci-fi. Um, oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It's so good. It, like, Well, it's because a it, film director came in and directed some TV, so you know... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like these people who have spent their lives learning to craft things visually do a good job telling things visually. Okay, but have you seen, have you watched our RoboCop remake recently? Because <laughs> No, I but mean... I've seen pieces of it before. <laughs> it's good. Because I think it might change your life. I'm just going to put it out there because I think it changed all of ours. Yeah, for the better? I think we came together. <laughs> I think we really came together. Anybody can change anything for the worse. <laughs> no way. Those little no, singing I, action figures changed my life. That's all I know. No, I'll I'll admit I'm often I I'm often considered a hater uh, of of media that people love. Um, although I did, lo- I I told Lucas the other day I was texting with him that I was watching uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, I'd never I'd only seen the first one once with you, Lucas, and then I knew I was coming on the show, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it again and just so I have it fresh in my mind. So you shoot on it good. <laughs> I can't not see I, all I ever see now though is there is the eyes and the teeth. I can't not see that in so many scenes now. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, know, don't know why. But I, I but I it's still though. I was, I was watching it through Lucas's eyes and I'm watching it going like, Of course he loved this. Like what 10 year old, 11 year old boy would not love this movie. I mean, like, I have to say though, like still to this day though, like the, the animatronics and those suits are hold like, up like pretty well considering Shredder's costume. Yeah. <laughs> Rokusaki. Can't have everything. I don't, think I, 
I haven't watched the second one in a while. I don't know if that one. I don't know if that. I don't know. I like. I like. You know, that first one has that more of those that dark undertone of like the original comics and that kind of mm-hmm. that feeling. And the second one, you get a little more, a little more slapsticky, a little more. Yeah, I think, it is. You know, kid, kid targeted, and let's we, let's just forget the third one exists. Let's just. I haven't, I haven't seen the third one. I was gonna start it, but Lucas told me he hadn't even seen it. I warned him. Like, I'm like, I know it's bad. So, yeah. well, so I, I remember. Let's see. I don't know when it came out, but I remember seeing it. You know, as a kid in the theater, and I remember just thinking, like, well, this is different. <laughs> they, 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 they took a turn. This isn't the same, but okay. Well, I had a really weird experience watching the second movie because somewhere in my youth, I got Secret of the Ooze mixed up with the character ivan ooze <laughs> the um, 90s were all about ooze so like this oh no so all the way through ninja turtles 2 i'm like so where's ivan ooze where's the ooze guy <laughs> like where is he where's the purple guy and where are the power like, rangers gonna show up like like shredder's gonna take off his mask and be ivan ooze who played him uh, I don't blame you. Yes, because I was sitting here thinking like oh, it is secret of the ooze, right? That is the name of it. You know, like, I don't know. There's yeah. something about that one that. Oh, God, that's right. Who was it? The actor that it's Paul Freeman who plays Belloc in oh. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You know, wow. your career is going downhill. If somebody says, do you mind if we make you all purple? Is that a. <laughs> And you're like, what have I done with my life? We're just gonna cover your cover your face in uh, plaster and silicone. Uh, no biggie, right? <laughs> he probably was glad no one would recognize him. He's probably him. like, just the will the check clear? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got bills to pay. Let's yeah. do it. Sign me up. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that is the that seems to be the destiny of many actors. Uh, I've worked on several films with you know, decently famous people and they're just grinding out the end of their careers. You know, they you get older and there's no more leading man roles. Works for Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Well, Nicholas Cage, is a, <laughs> he is a special specimen. Yeah. He's like something else. He's a unicorn uh, and a Phoenix all in one. <laughs> Una Phoenix. Phoenicorn. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember uh, one of the films that I worked on uh, at when they called me and they're like, at, asking them about, uh, you know, what the project is. And they're like, oh, yeah, and we've got this person and this person is on it. And, you know, the, uh, I can't remember her last name, Lana or whatever. But, you know, she used to be a Bond girl. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't know. I'm in 1962. <laughs> you ain't. Oh, God. <laughs> now she's lady. a grandma. <laughs> exactly. She literally is playing a grandmother in this film. And, 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 and no offense, like, the, that was, I mean, there was, like, the, the sex appeal and, like, that appeal that you're, you know, that was, like, a, a title you could have. But, I mean, in terms of, like, they didn't really give them, like, a much screen time or like a, a chance they to, weren't there because you know. they were great actors yeah exactly you know you know yeah so <laughs> yeah i got to um work with sean astin one time oh yeah yeah That's yeah right. you, you were i was there Rudy. <laughs> yeah and man it's weird like being on a movie with somebody that you recognize and like what are you doing in northern michigan working on this super super low budget indie christian film yeah <laughs> like, i don't even know what i'm doing here <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> and then he turns around looks at he goes mess one hell of a drug <laughs> oh god oh <laughs> uh, yeah those were the days lucas and i uh rooming together working on a movie oh god Okay. It was. We couldn't even walk back to the freaking hotel room because our feet hurt so bad for standing on our feet for 16 hours a night. I, yeah, you know how you know I'm, a, I'm an old man at heart? Because I've had trench foot. <laughs> I got, oh God, I had, uh, what is it the athletes get on their toe when it, it won't? It's turf like toe. turf toe. I got turf, turf toe not playing a sport. That doesn't even make any sense. Explain that. I got, tr- I got trench foot not in World War One. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> we compared feet and decided who had the worst foot malady. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. It's a crazy yeah, no, that's night. That's what we're doing for our 150th episode. <laughs> oh, God. Where are their feet now? <laughs> I used to be a foot model. I just want a battle of beer reunion. That's all I want in any episode. I think a lot of people want that. Well, it's it's funny because uh, you know you're not. I have to invite you to some of these things when we do them. But uh, Chad, you know, he's the camera guy and editor for Battle of the Beer. For those who don't know, Um, he's he's the biggest beer drinker I know. Like he loves craft beer. He's got all the you know, like thousands and thousands of different beers on his untapped and all that. Sounds like he needs um, help. And like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, before, before quarantine, uh, we actually, he invited us over one time to try a series of beers. Um, like just, uh, me and Seth and Carl, our movie gang, you know, invited us all over to, try a series of them and you know there was like a dill pickle like yeah they were all a bunch of weird things at first when he started saying dill i thought he was going somewhere in a different direction Mm. but um (laughs) like there was a dildo there i don't know why (laughs) that was after the beer (laughs) but uh yeah we called it a weird beer night uh but yeah chad likes to do uh like kind of group gathering parties like that we did a, a hot ones night Oh God! Oh, yeah, where he actually ordered all the hot sauces from the show. So, I want to yeah, see I, Lucas do that. No, so, yeah, I've had, no. I so, yeah, seriously, man, I've had the bomb, uh, and it is no joke, dude. It is you. I understand though why people why people get addicted to hot foods, um, because while it is extremely painful, your your basically <laughs> your body's defense systems. <laughs> all go into overdrive because your body is just like what the hell are you doing <laughs> like what did you just put in your mouth so your adrenaline starts firing your endorphins start firing and once the heat subsides you get a high off of it so like i can kind of understand why some people like if they really liked that a lot how they could kind of get addicted to it. Yeah, I've heard that. It's kind of like when you work out and people are like, uh, you know, I'm just glowing afterward. And it's like, well, really? I'm like dying, but okay. (laughs) And much like that, I'd be dying. (laughs) That dude, his toilet must have got wrecked after that night. Holy cow. (laughs) What's that next morning you got to worry about? That's true. You wake up and it's probably not so bad. We were texting each other the next morning from the toilet. <laughs> we were, I was like, oh, my gosh, guys. You'll never <laughs> guess where I'm at right now. The orange what? laser. It's you no need joke. Wet yeah. wipes. <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of goofballs. Uh, See, spicy wings with dill pickle IPA and watch yeah. movies. I mean, can we? I think it's safe to say too. Like, I feel like there's the big push now in craft beer. It's like, let's get away from it. Let's let's have beer that tastes like beer again. It feels like yeah. more breweries are now like getting like beer tasting beer, and we're getting away from all these weird adjuncts of how many things can we uh, add into yes. the papaya guava goza prickly pear ale. I'll, I'll tell you, that's one of the reasons that founders lost me for a while. They did start. Um, they did have a lot of like a, that. That and the racism. Although I do like the, that's also one of the reasons. Uh, <laughs> but I I do like a Goza ale. I I like I actually from Battle of the Beer. Like that's the first sour I ever had, and I really like a sour green, beer. The Green Zeb. Oh yeah, that's like my go-to summer beer. Yeah, now. that's a good one. Green Zebra. Oh, Green Zebra! How I miss you. These winter doldrum days. <laughs> actually it hasn't been much of the doldrums around here like uh it's been a pretty mild winter it's coming apparently pretty easy not compared to they got those that got them there on nor'easters up there and uh yeah they're going way worse i i took a walk in the park today and made my jacket unzipped like just (laughs) no hat on or nothing i was just like no pants no underwear no nothing Wow! Fucking living on the edge. 
edge of going in his so, pants he's not wearing. Anyways, what? I know everybody's really glad I'm on here talking about the weather tonight. <laughs> As I was just thinking, not to get too uh, into the weather, but apparently the worst is yet to come. So, <laughs> oh boy, jeez. Uh, so that's uh, Mike's podcast in a nutshell. That's Mike's, pod- that's Mike's <laughs> podcast. Yeah, talking about movies, letting it take us where it does. So anyway, what's next? Where do we go from here? I don't know what to talk about. It's your show. <laughs> is it though? I mean, it's uh, everyone's show. We're like public domain now. I I blame Snow Monster. That's why we didn't have the Battle of the Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> blame I mean, other people. Got, That's we, what we would have been in LA by now, guys. I mean, dude, honestly though, even that, like, our show got better because of that conversation. No, that true. is true. Yeah, you know, like they may not have ever been able to fulfill a lot of the what either I because I think they would they did really want to do something, and we really did want to do something. It's just both neither one of us really had the resources to do it but we just had a very interesting conversation about what we would do if we could and it did make the show better oh, it did i totally agree with that i did you watch some of those go back watch some of those earlier episodes and then you can probably i don't think anyone should do i don't have a half hour <laughs> i was gonna say you see 20 minutes and you're like <laughs> yeah I'm I surprised anyone so. watched those first ones. Oh man, that 20 minutes time. watching two guys talk about beers that you haven't had. <laughs> Available <laughs> regionally. <laughs> I mean, it, there's a certain beer enthusiast that's going to like that may be into that, but I mean, you're not going to you're not going to I mean, you're you're very very marginal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're really well, yeah. The the problem is that Sean Evans of Hot Ones already hit on the format that we needed. Ah, we just needed it. to do it with beers instead of hot ones. Yeah, and have star power. So famous people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Aston, I know you're watching you in between scenes, but would you like to come to my basement have a lot of beer with my friends? <laughs> oh no, I'm into it. <laughs> Let's do Sorry it. Up, Let's do it. Oh. Oh, oh, by the way, I can't pay you anything. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the rate? <laughs> God. Uh, depends on how much beer yeah. you drink. Except for I hear those Jeff Daniel 3D animation parts don't really hold up as well. When they youngify him with I the mean, technology oh, of the computers. The, I mean, Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Sorry, I get my Jeffs mixed up. I mean, I don't think it's any more. You know, you got to suspend your your belief, and it's like the same thing. Like you're watching, you know, the Tarkin scenes, or even like you know what we. Yeah, I always think Mandalorian. You know, (laughs) you You do like like if you can't on it. Yeah, you got (laughs) to accept it. I'm such a snob. I'm like, well, if you can't do it perfect, then just shoot around it. The problem is, I think, is I've seen shoot around. You just see the back of their head every time. Uh, would, any, would you have really been sad if at the end of Rogue One, they handed that chip to Princess Leia and all you saw was her taking it from the stop from behind? <laughs> you stop. <laughs> I knew I knew. It was yeah. was or but, just like her hands in the white. The white outfit, or something. you know, put the buns on the side of her head. We all know who that is. Like, why, why bring the camera around to show a face that we all never be shown imprinted in our memories from watching dozens and dozens and dozens of times? Like, and not do it perfectly. Well, I, I just don't understand that mentality. I was going to say, I think part of my problem, too, is I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where they've done it better using um, yes. that face deep fake stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, I mean, it's still not perfect, but it's way better. Yeah. Um, well, because we didn't in, know about um, that in 2012 or whenever this was made. John and in Rise of Skywalker, um, one of the things that I pointed out and like people who have actually made movies, I think, will understand um, more intuitively what I'm talking about, but um, because uh, Carrie Fisher is gone, they 
but she hasn't died in the movie, they have to have an exit. They have to have scenes with her in it. Mm-hmm. And the scene where she hands the lightsaber to Ray, um, like I understand there's no way to shoot around, not having Carrie Fisher. You're, you you got to show yeah. her face. There's going to be some computer generated imagery in there. It's, it's, there's just no way around that. Um, but as a filmmaker, rough. the way that I would approach it, I would say, how do we spend as little time as possible <laughs> right. with the computer generated Leia and as much time as possible with space real st- yeah, stand in or things like that. So like, that's the thing is because I was tackling it the way filmmakers tackle it. Right. The way that a computer graphics person um, just generally, I know that obviously there are smart computer graphics people out there that would not do this. But mm-hmm. the way that they Blanket tackle statement. that problem is they go, well, we don't have Leia. What do we do? CG. It's like, oh, so even for the scene where it's just a shot of her hand putting a lightsaber in Ray's hand, CG? Really? You couldn't get some, just any woman. A hand. <laughs> like hand to hand it over. Like, you don't need to do that in CG. You don't need to do reverse shots in CG. There are so many things that you don't need to do that way, but they do it anyway. So I don't know. that's the sort of thing that really frustrates me because it, it's it's like that they ignore the simple fix and, you know, go straight for shooting the moon. Throw um, money at the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we and do I here. And I just think the CG in that movie is awful. Um, there's a scene where sorry I'm going off on a tangent but surprise <laughs> we don't do that on this um, show <laughs> we don't do that but like the scene where Ray is um, you've got Emperor Palpatine eye roll um, I think he's shooting lightning at her and she's got her light catching it on her lightsaber right and it's supposed to and she's just kind of like <sighs> there's no <laughs> there's no weight behind her action She's clearly just on a green screen, standing there with her arm out like this. You know, there's no, she's not even leaning forward hardly. Like, it doesn't feel like there's any force coming this way. And I I took one look at it. I'm like, they couldn't just paint a box green and have her lean against it? Right. Like, it's the, it's It's special effects 101. I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) It's... I'm passionate about movies. <laughs> Never would have guessed. I thought those were <laughs> video games behind you. Or maybe I see a few books. <laughs> leather bound. Lucas, uh, speaking of that, I found, you know, I was at my mom's this past weekend. I found my original copy of Rebel Assault. Oh, oh dude, God. I love that. Nice. I threw it, I threw it away, but. <laughs> you could have donated actual, it. Well, oh, Jeff, I I just the had the, 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 the compact, the actual CD-ROM for it. And then I found mm-hmm. like the, my, the CD-ROM case for Sam and Max. And I think I found, um, I found a Windows 95 like booklet. Oh God. <laughs> and then I found like countless like 16 bit era. And I think some PlayStation era, like passwords and codes oh. that I had longhand written down and like dang I don't know, I thought they were on a binder but they're all loose but i was like rebel assault i was like dang that takes me takes me way back oh and my star seeds tribes manual and <laughs> some in a some random a one random issue of game pro for whatever reason like if you want to i want to see like I, I think someone needs to make there i'm sure that one already exists either an instagram or a twitter feed where all they do is each day you post random game ads from the nineties from magazines, because man, those ads are just, they're crazy. The marketing back then was something else. Are they extreme? <laughs> pretty. They're pretty rad. That was so, in the uh, attitude era when they would yeah. like every game was going to kick your balls. Yeah. Yeah. Or like shock your mom or something. <laughs> yeah. Shock your mom, kick your balls and get you the lady. Welcome yeah. to the next level. You know, I like it. No, I, I think I still have somewhere. Uh, I think it was for StarCraft's uh, the battle chest that came with Brood War, I mm-hmm. think it was. Mm-hmm. And they had an 
insert. It was like a trifold insert, I think. That was like trifold. Tri- nice. And it was, um, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Uh, Did you have to use your Leatherman to get into it? No, no, but it was it was a tech. Tree. Um, Whoa! You know, it had like humans, Zerg, Protoss, what the buildings were, what technologies you researched at each building, what the units the building produced, and I had gotten the battle chest for like Christmas or something. And then we, of course, have to go to Grandma and Grandpa's, and I can't play my game. Play it. Yeah, I don't want to go to Grandma and Grandpa's. I want to play with my video game. So I just like stared at that trifold all day. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna bring the manual about playing Starcraft when I got home. Build pylon, build pylon, build pylon. <laughs> and this is before I've really played the game, so I don't, I don't know what those sound you're like. You don't are. know what any of this means. I, you're I, just like on more overlords. You could have screamed that at me all day. I'd have no idea what it meant. I can't wait to get home and build a bunker in or a barracks and spawn some of those uh, space marines. Oh boy, I'm gonna show those Zergs right. what for. Uh, dude, I loved that game though. I that was. I one. got 50 marines. What are those lurkers doing? You know, back when you didn't have disposable income, so you only it's like owned your one game for the year. One, yeah, yeah. So you played it into the ground, like. That I loved that one. That one, Diablo, the the original Diablo game. Um, mm-hmm. X Wing yep. versus Tie Fighter was uh, another one Ooh. I had. I had a joystick for it, and with, and I can I can hear that I, menu music for StarCraft so so well. <laughs> people, my, I was just gonna say, people off often will be like, "Man, I've gotten so bad at video games. Why was I so good at this when I was younger? But now I suck at it." Else. Yeah, you played the same game for like six months. That's why you were good at it. I know. I've I've been going over to Zach's uh, once a week to play uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, he's gotten to enjoy a bit of the a bit of the watch Mike suck at video games experience yes. that Lucas has had. Gamer uh, gamer, uh, everyone, YouTube.com slash Gamer Ketchup. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, I think. I think you guys could probably swap some stories about stupid things I've done in a video game because Probably. I'm so I because I stopped playing them for so long. I still have a lot of like the you know the some of the subtle things like I don't just come walk walking around a corner. I know how to like scoop myself around it properly so that I'm yeah. looking in the right direction. And but my twitch reflexes are so off. <laughs> um, so like my aim is terrible. Um, also, I'm playing on a PlayStation controller, uh, which is well. Everyone some... knows that's the subpar experience. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but A is for accept. You know, like yeah, you got X and O. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Symbols. Triangle. <laughs> is this geometry? Um, <laughs> But yeah, like the other day, you know, we're going through the the tech trees up in our attributes and there's one of them that's like, you know, never take damage from your own grenades. Yeah. And I'm like, I, hard, I hardly ever use grenades. So like, go right. Not five minutes goes by no. and we're at a mission where I have to break down a weak wall and like I try shooting it. I try hitting it. It doesn't break. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to throw a grenade. Bring in the not explosives. Because I don't use grenades, not realizing that there are like, 20 different kinds of grenades in yeah. this game yeah, so is. i just toss a grenade it's a poison grenade so guess what <laughs> the wall doesn't get poisoned and fall apart but i do and i die oh my god <laughs> of course five minutes after <laughs> declining uh, a stat that'll prevent that from happening it's just stuff like that i do dumbass things i pick on street street punks that I think are street punks, but it turns out they're cyber enhanced up the yard <laughs> and then they kick my ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I've seen that happen in real life. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same sort of stuff that happened to me when I was playing Batman. Uh, when when I was playing oh, through that. Oh, God. Yeah. Except for I wasn't here to watch it. I mean, I was here, but I, I wasn't. Yeah, I would I would drop in every once in a while and see how you were doing. Those were the days. Uh, yeah, but those are, that's probably like 
playing through that game has been really fun though between that and breath of the wild it's been crazy to see the huge jump in gaming since i stopped playing yeah uh, I, bet. It, I mean like i played i played breath of the wild and was like wow this is this is a huge world it's not telling me where to go i i think i mentioned to people that i talked about it with um that it's it's one of the first games where I felt like I was really going on an adventure. Um, like, like Lord of the Rings style adventure. Like I was setting out and didn't know where I was going and I was just going to take things as they came to me, you know, because there's no, nothing telling you where to go in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, and then to go from that to cyberpunk, which is a huge world. It makes, you know, I think the last Grand Theft Auto game I played was Grand Theft Auto 3. Okay. And, you know, like, I thought that map was big. (laughs) Cyberpunk, like, dwarfs that. It's crazy. Um, Like, I get lost all the time. (laughs) Like, that is so such a weird experience to be playing a video game and get lost. Yeah, because it's like the scope and the, the, the world is just that that big in and of itself yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty incredible got a lot of bugs (laughs) yeah (laughs) it it crashes all the time but uh it's been it's been a really fun experience um and if they if they keep it if they do a lot of the things that they say they're going to do with it it sounds like a really amazing game to kind of grow with so yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out eventually once I have a video card yeah. <laughs> that, that, I want, that I actually want to run it on. But uh, And by then, maybe, you know, the, the game will probably, I, I'd imagine it's probably going to be a completely different experience than what well, hopefully, it is. Yeah, hopefully think. a better one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I heard, game- I heard they updated it and then there's another game breaking a bug that intro- was introduced by updating it. So they're oh, not, no. they're not uh, gaining a lot of goodwill right now. Yeah, it's well, I think that they're not gaining a lot of goodwill from people who cyberpunk is their first game from these developers. Um, Zach, uh, he's he's pretty plugged into the video game world and um, big Witcher fan. Mm. And so like he, you know, he was signing on to cyberpunk like automatically when I, you know, cause he's just like, Witcher three is great. These are the same people I'm going to, I'm definitely playing this game. That's kind of how I was a little bit. Yeah. So he's like the game, everybody made them release it too early. And I'm just going to stick through to when their normal release date would have been, you know, Mm -hmm. and when they finally have it in that shape, Uh, you know, they're talking about doing, so many different downloadable missions and content in the future. It'll almost be like world of Warcraft in a sense where you're getting like entire swaths of new game every six months. Mm -hmm. Um, It's obviously not there yet, but I can see why that's really attractive to people. It's a very, very fun and immersive experience. I agree. I mean, as somebody who's played it, I there's some things that frustrate me, even on playing on PC, where I don't have to worry so much about crashes and stuff. Um, little things that got overlooked, like the fact that your GPS doesn't zoom out when you're driving. Oh, I don't yeah. understand that at all. But like, how do you, how do you miss that? But yeah. overall, though, it, it has it's been the easiest thing in the world to fix. Too. Yeah, I, I thought for sure it had been fixed by the first patch, but no. Yeah, I think they're working on game-breaking bugs first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, rightfully so. It's annoying, but it doesn't break the game that by the time I realize I'm supposed to turn, I'm past the turn because I'm going 140 <laughs> miles an hour. Right, <laughs> whipping a lot of U-turns. Yeah, it, <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot of U-turns in the game. <laughs> but, <laughs> Banana turns, we call them. <laughs> but it's great. I get my sniper fix because um, I that's the kind of character I always play as a sniper character. And, um, you know, so I still have, I still have the skill to play that kind of a character. Um, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. And then I got wingspan for, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. 
because uh, some Chad and some other friends of ours, we do, we've done um, like online get togethers, like just doing a discord chat where we play Jackbox games or something. And last Sunday we played wingspan together because we, we've played the board game before and actually the, the implementation on the switch is pretty good. Um, it's a little, it runs, it loads a little slow, mm. but once it's loaded up, it's pretty smooth. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's nice to be able to play a board game with my friends, even though we can't <laughs> sit around the table together. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. Uh, Josh and I and Kevin have been playing Gloomhaven um, every once in a while. Oh, and cool. I've really wanted to try Gloomhaven. It's it's good. They're still they're basically releasing stuff as it, as they go along. Um, so it's not full like the campaign isn't fully done yet, but it does get that. Well, two, which is yeah. really the tabletop gaming itch and also the um, turn based strategy itch that yeah. I sometimes have as yeah. well. So um, I was I was listening to a podcast today that said that the the tabletop simulator version of Gloomhaven, there's some people that they did some customizations for it that. It plays really nice. Ooh, really? that would be I cool. Through that, I would just hate to have the, to. The setup is like the biggest the problem with that, and they've they created yeah. some mods for it. I guess where literally like you just select your class and drop it in there, and then boom, it just does everything, automates. So there's some it. automation. Okay, I was gonna say that'd be the worst part is having to set everything up like you were and actually some, like, playing. Like health bars that would appear over like when you go into combat, like over the enemy's head, and like their pieces and everything. So wow, I guess it's, I guess it's done really nice, but. I haven't played it, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I think there's like a, actually, I think there's a, so a good way to play um, Imperial Assault that way too. Like they can have AI actually control the Empire unit, so then you can just play as a party of the rebels. And oh, that's fun. So yeah, that would be fun. Like to be able to instead of having you not really being on the same side as me and Lucas, right, right, to be able to play as one team, that'd be yeah. fun. Remember when Mike asked if you could shoot the ground to make his special go off because it required an attack or something? <laughs> Why can't I just shoot the ground? Boom, I attack something. I can use my special. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I'm attacking the darkness. <laughs> no, no. Hold on. No, it's rules lawyering. I was yeah. going to say, the, the, the number one thing that um, Mike would say during a game is... Let me see that. <laughs> Let me see that. I take a look you at the rule book. You yeah, the rule book there. I see the rule book. Let me see that. Well, it says right uh, here. Yep, you were right. I guess. Anyway, thirty I mean, minutes later. I mean, you guys sounds like, play this sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> Whatever. It's your game, I guess. Your rules. Not the way I would have written it. Uh. Good times. Well, I want to be respectful of time here, and I know Lucas is probably coming up on uh, my Betty Bye time. Yeah, I probably passed your Betty yeah, Betty I didn't even. I didn't get to talk about that, but I have a doctorally mandated uh, bad time, oh. basically. Well, so. I guess people got something to tune in next week to learn all about. Ooh, yeah, they yeah. sure do. My Why is that? Ongoing medical okay. problems. You'll have to tune uh, in next week. 